Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Left with this is always an example of how many hotties can I fit into an intro. <laughs> hotties, listen, you do you did such a great job with that fitting some of the most iconic daytime stars in. And I will also say that people can never see us when that music is going, but <laughs> I miss the one life to live theme and I miss oh, yeah. the <laughs> I mean, I mean it's like a Phil Collins level drum solo there. It's so good. It's so good. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Soap Operas with me, Darrell Anthony, and our host, Lucretia Lyon. Hey, Lucretia. Woo! I know. I'm so like, yeah, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be talking about soaps. Like, literally, my life has been soaps for, for, for like a long time, let's face it, but, but like really, really life. That's why I, I hope you guys will be very appreciative what I have to bring to you. I can't say anything just yet, but, but no, that despite sometimes I'm a little harsh on fans, I love you guys because I am one of you. One of us, one of yes. us. <laughs> one of um, no, I, I tell you, I think that <laughs> the love and appreciation that we both have for soaps, I mean, it literally... I mean, put us on the course of our lives. Like everything that we do, everything that I do in my regular job, it's all soap related in a way. Like soaps always, I always take situations, some not so good. When I was younger, I used to pretend I was Sammy Brady and try to do something. <laughs> and they would always blow up in my face. Oh, I was I Greenlee never... Smythe Dupree Lavery. <laughs> and you would have been a great Greenlee, honestly. Maybe they should have made you Greenlee instead of Sabrine Scene. But I hated that though. I, I, Something came up very recently about the original Greenlee returns. And I think it was around the time Michelle Stafford was going back to Young and the Restless. And people were saying the original Phyllis returns, although there wasn't a promo. They were and calling I it the real. It was a little, and, and I say, and, and again, people, that's that wasn't on Rebecca. That was a tacky uh, promo from ABC. But yeah, you were saying, I was like, oh yeah. Because I remember that's what people got upset about. Because I was on the message boards back then. Yeah, it's. I forgot, <laughs> remember the message boards. Remember oh, yeah. when that was the thing that we did was check the message boards. You can find <laughs> spoilers. You can get into fights. And then I found out. Oh yeah. Sometimes daytime actors would go onto the message boards and disguise themselves as fans to like get oh. into it with people, and it was just like a lot. Oh yeah, like it was funny because I I really felt bad when I was watching the EW All My Children reunions and. Bobby Eakes brought up the message board and I'm like, oh yeah, we were super brutal. But I always, I know with me, I was like, she's a great actress, but I hate Crystal. And and we literally called her, like, again, just outing ourselves, guys. Quack, if you guys remember that, was what oh we, God. Crystal with a K. And like, and I'm like, oh man, like, even though sometimes it was like, I love Bobby, but like you, and this is yeah. why sometimes I got to give you fan stuff because I was at least a child 
I was under the age of 18 when I was on those, but it's still, you got to learn to grow up. And, and most of those people were not. Most of those people were adults saying stuff. And you're like, oh man, they read that. And certainly on Twitter, when they directly send stuff to them, you're like, you know, that's not nice. Like, I mean, and you can have, these are, as Wendy Williams calls it, kitchen table talk. If we want to mm -hmm. talk about that, like amongst ourselves, like fine. Yeah. But when you're like, oh, they can read that. I was probably a pretty big jerk. <laughs> Well, I will say, Lucretia, what I like the most and admire like about you and the way you handle it and the way you yeah. defend it online is like people should not be attacking the actors, just to talk about the characters. And I think some people have a hard time like blending. And you know, listen, I also do understand that there are people who have personal experiences with actors sometimes that yeah. maybe so sometimes it is an uh, issue, but still, yeah. But when it's those situations, and I talked about this before, um, and I know it wasn't popular about Brian Craig and when he threatened to break someone's fingers, and it's like communication with people. Listen, he can lose he can lose fans, he know mm -hmm. that, but he's still a human being and people will like go back and forth with you. Like if I get into it with someone on Twitter, I'm fighting with them. And you mm -hmm. know, one thing I want to say as much as um Albert Alar, uh, Frank Valentini, all of those people, you know, Brad Bell, they get dished every day and they never argue with the fans, which, no. you know, Ron Calavati is like, I got time. <laughs> um, like, what I love uh, about Ron, he always has receipts. He yeah. always has receipts. He's like, nope, uh-uh, this is what happened. And that's why, like, Ron is a special case. And because there are some times where I was like, dude, why you do that? But I don't, I don't, I get, it's like, hey, he he's not doing this for me. He's doing it A, for Ron, because it's his job, and then B, he's doing it for the fans, as in the whole fans. And I think sometimes people forget whether it was the message boards back then, or Twitter now, or Facebook, whatever you're on, and you're fighting. I know you guys think that you're the only fans, and that your opinion is the only one, and I agree that there are some things that I don't think anyone likes, but you know what? Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe there are Peter fans. Maybe there are Paxi fans. Maybe, I, but that is the thing is we we can make fun of this. But yeah, you had to say them specifically. Listen, yeah, <laughs> really, 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 really bad for Wes Ramsey. And oh, I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. I do too. Because listen, it he literally can't be on the screen. I was on Twitter earlier and I saw someone make a comment and they said, "Oh, the." Uh, trained actor is on today. And now because he's made a comment about his training and he used that as an ex as a way to define how he personifies Peter, um, now people are attacking his acting. And I think as an actor and performer, to put things over the line is the most difficult and hardest mm -hmm. thing to do. And it, it's a lot easier for fans to say, this person is awful unless you've been in those shoes. Listen. Yeah. And I, you and I have, that's why we have empathy for him and it, why it, I try it, to defend him as a person because it's like, this is his job. You may not like what he's doing, but guess what? This yeah. ain't about you. This isn't for you. It's for fans of general hospital and fans yeah. is a wide spectrum. And guess what? I, I mean, he's been given a lot of different direction too. And that's what I understand is like, it's yeah. not all on West to make Peter what you guys think he should be like it is yeah. part of him but it's also directing writing and it is one of those things that he had every right to defend himself and his training because he did do that 
he uh, and that's where I don't understand why people because I get this way sometimes. It's like, oh no, I believe this, 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 and this is the way it is because here's the facts, and he's just giving you facts and receipts. And he's you an can't American, really American. argue those. Like, I mean, yeah. And someone who did Shakespeare, he is a very well Shakespearean trained actor. I will give him that 100%. And I think that what people forget sometimes is stage to screen sometimes doesn't come across. But also, listen, looking back at Anders Hove, yeah. His last couple runs, I was kind of like, oh, like, is that the acting choice you're going to make? But listen, he played Cesar Faison to a T. And and everyone has Joseph Mescolo. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Lucretia, a couple of years ago, Lisa Renna went on uh, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And he I asked her. This, so you're, yeah, just right. pretend so he, like I've he, never seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But he, he said um, basically that, you know, who was the worst actor she's ever acted with on Days of Our Lives? And she said, Joseph Mescolo. He's a terrible actor. Well, a lot of people were offended by that. They're like, how dare you say that about Joseph? He's a legend, he's this and that. And I'm like, sure, he's a legend, but Lisa Renner wasn't too off the base there. He wasn't that good. And also, Lisa Renner herself is not that good. So it's it's interesting how people say, well, let's defend a legend. And it's like, if the legend is Jeannie Francis, then sure. If the legend is Fanola Hughes, then sure. Mm-hmm. If the legend is Deidre Hall, then sure. But there's also been people who called into acting choices made by Christian Alfonso, acting choices made by Drake Hogeson. Drake Hogeson did not get his flowers until a few years ago when Marlena was shot and he did a bedtime scene with her. Other than that, everyone was like, oh, he's terrible. He can't act because he wasn't an actor in the beginning. And a lot of times people have to understand that a lot of people who get in soaps don't start off as actors. Robert Scott Wilson was a model on The Price is Right before yeah, he, he became <laughs> a blowjob on All My Children to Reboot, which was a great day on set. Um, so I just, I, I implore people to be a little bit kinder. Look, I get it. I don't like the Peter character either, but I don't, me disliking the Peter character has nothing to do with Wes and it has more to do with the storylines he's erupted. He's made my girl Maxie look crazy. He's made Anna look crazy. He's, you know, he, he's done all that, but he's also done some good. I saw one fan the other day make a post mm-hmm. that said, the best thing Peter has done was cause Anna and Ben to break up because we didn't like that. And I was just like. <laughs> hey, that was, a, that was thinking of the positive. That was a bright side. I like that fan. And, and I will say like, this is one thing I'll explain even before we get to the psychology mm-hmm. is for those people who think that, Franco is dead because Wes Ramsey is on the show. I'm here to tell you. And guess what? This is another one of those facts and receipts, guys. There is no argument here. That just ain't the case. Um, Because here's the thing is, while Peter, the character, killed Franco, Roger Howarth is still on the show. And Roger Howarth himself said he wanted to break. His family lives in New York. He's a New Yorker. Remember, guys, One Life to Live was in New York. Um, and they don't want to move like completely to LA. So Franco being dead has nothing to do with Wes Ramsey still being on the show. And this is how I know y'all are crazy sometimes. Think of the big picture, this whole storyline. What do you think it's setting up? Just like with Days of Our Lives with did with Charlie, this is setting up Peter's exit. I do feel like we're going to have a few more like 
this is a long game, but trust me, within a year, I I don't think you'll be upset. But ever here's the thing is you're, some of these people will be upset no matter what. I'll just say that. But, yeah. but let me just say, like, this is planting the seeds for his re- – they have finally decided. We wrote him in a corner. People didn't like the redemption. They are really trying to rework these things. And they are. We're lucky that Roger wants to come back and play a different character. And I love Franco, guys. I love Frizz. Honestly, they were my favorite char- uh, couple on the show. I thought it really saved Elizabeth's character who needed that redemption arc. Because as anybody who knows me from MapBuzz knows, I hated the Drew and Liz storyline when she thought he was Jason. That was so bad. And Liz's storylines before them were bad. I know some of y'all, uh, again, it's... Fans have a long and short memory, just like with Emmy and Lulu. I was always her biggest defender, and but even there were things I didn't like, but it wasn't on Emmy. It was like the storylines they did for Lulu. But just like with Liz, you're like, there have been plenty of bad Liz years, guys, and it's not on Becky, who's always given 110% and is amazing, but yeah. let, let's, let's remember the times before and that, yeah, Frizz was great, but guess what? We can do other great things with Becky too. Like, it, yeah. and let's let's let things fall into place because I really am trusting Chris and Dan. Yeah, me too. And listen, I'll tell you this: what's very interesting about the whole situation, without you know giving too much away, mm-hmm. I really do think that they know what they're doing with this storyline. And remember, Cesar Faison was not around for a very long time because the thing is with villains is unless you write them like Ava Jerome, or unless you write them like, as much as you people don't want to hear this, Sonny Corinthos, <laughs> or let's, let's take it even further, Jack and Victor from Young and the Restless. Like, yeah. if you take all these villains, or people who have done villainous things, they do need breaks in order to make it realistic. Like, I think, like, talking about, you know, people setting up exits with Days of Our Lives. You know, we did see the exit of Lindsay Godfrey uh, coming up um, and she's going to be exiting the show. Um, You know, Kristen Demira, I don't think that that character can last because there's just no way for that character to last. Yeah, and like we say, they dig themselves a hole and they got to get out of it. Or just like with Nell. I mean, we had several times where Nell exited on GH because we've got to rest that character. I mean, even the actors, when you're doing some despicable things, you may want to mm-hmm. rest. I know you guys hate the empathy of the actors, but we're actors too, so so we're going to bring that up. They are people, and uh, you may not like their characters, and they may like their characters, and they may not. It doesn't matter. But sometimes this stuff is difficult to play. Like people saying that they want EJ back on Days of Our Lives, and I was just mm-hmm. like, let's go back, fans. Y'all do remember EJ raped Sammy in the beginning. Like that was their starting storyline. EJ Demira raped Sammy and she got pregnant with uh, Johnny, I believe it was. And then she had also slept with Lucas at the same time and got pregnant with Allie. And there were two people in the womb. It's like EJ and Sammy's love story Mm. started as rape. So did Luke and Laura's. So sometimes, and also, what Victor did to Phyllis on Young and the Restless when he had uh, someone pretend to be Jack. That was rape too. So when fans are asking for certain people to come back, I'm like, so you want that storyline? Or are you just picking and choosing? But you know what? 
I think Wes um, is, is definitely doing the best he can. And also I want to give a shout out to the writers. I know that when there's a change of the guard with the writing, it is very difficult sometimes to change and move stories around. So what I would like to say is just, if everyone can kind of give it a break, um, you know, and we they see are wrapping up. things up. Yeah. Like uh, I see that in them and they're wrapping up some of the stuff that was laid before they even got there. And that's why I don't think people understand that the soaps work on a Bible as they call it. Like, oh, uh, storylines are planned out years in advance guys. I, and just like, I know you guys didn't want to hear it, but a lot of Nell's storyline really was planned from the get go. It did. It really I was. agree that some of it did seem like it came and went, but a lot of that may have, as I've said, you have to also understand there's so many factors involved, actors availability, scheduling, uh, the writing, and how all that plays out. There's a lot more involved than you think. And it's also called red herring. Like they were not gonna straight up just tell you that Nell was Nina's kid because they had to play with Willow. There was also speculation at one point that Sasha could have really been hers. So they played with all of those things and then didn't even bring up now because they wanted you to kind of have that like oh what if it's this and what if it's that um but you know i i really do again applaud what the soaps are trying to do you know we are in COVID times there's a lot happening they're doing the best they yeah. can to you know give me this and work uh, but you know special shout out for to lindsay godfrey um, as we know, she is going to be exiting days of our lives. We hope it is for a short time. Um, she did speak out about her mental health. We don't know technically if it's tied to her leaving, but you know, she has done an amazing job with the role of Sarah Horton. Uh, she's also done an amazing job playing Kristen. Yeah, playing Kristen. Um, and, and her chemistry with Paul Teffler, another character that honestly, based on the misties they had done, should not have been a long-term character, but because you know, same thing with, um, yeah. with Robert Scott as Ben. Yeah. He killed people. Those characters shouldn't be long like Franco, Yeah. But you, you find a moment and a magic that works with another actor, and you're like, we have a super couple in the making. So no matter what happens, uh, Zyra will always be a super couple on Days of Our Lives because yeah. I ship it. I mean, that's what it breaks my heart is I'm more like I'm upset because I like Lindsay and I like Sarah, but I hope like a lot of Days exits are temporary because their schedule is yeah. pretty hard and they're good at rotating people. So so that's what I'm gonna happily assume here until I know more. And look, this yeah. brings up possibilities, Lucretia, because mm -hmm. guess what? There's Gwen in Salem, who oh, needs yeah. a retribution storyline. There's Xander in Salem, mm -hmm. who's gonna need somewhere to lay his head and his hurt. So you have Gwen and Xander right coming here. together. <laughs> what, happens? Yeah. what happens, Xander maybe finds out through Gwen <laughs> That Kristen did this, and then you know they take down the Demiras together, which sets up another Demira versus you know Kiriakis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as a newer days viewer, I wasn't aware that this was like an ongoing thing, but that would be good because I like I call Xander the Valentine of the show because he's the person that that really because Paul Teffler is is about as charming as James Patrick Stewart, and the character is sort of the same like that dark horse guy who really has shown you that, that he truly is a lover. He's just grown up in a really messed up environment. And that's why I like the character and I love Zara, but, but all good things have to come to an end, at least a temporary end. And I love the idea of him and Gwen going after the Demeras and wreaking havoc, because as much as I love the lovey-dovey stuff, sometimes let a bad boy be bad. <laughs> 
Let a bad boy be bad. And you know, I honestly don't know. I, I read somewhere, um, I think it's in the new Soap Barber Digest, that like basically the whole mask thing isn't over. I know a lot of fans have came out oh. against that. <laughs> It's like you guys didn't see the Anna and Faison mask when when Albrecht and uh, Faison or Faison was Duke and Albrecht yeah, was Anna. And it's like, guys, Ron did this before. That's why we call him Rerod. But I do it in a, in a loving way. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. And listen, someone, I think it was Matt Hanvey, uh, like super fan of Bold and the Beautiful. Please go get his merch. I love his merch. Definitely check out his site. He, you should definitely purchase it. Um, Slut from the Valley. The shirts are amazing. <laughs> um, so funny story is he tweeted and he's like, so let me get this straight. Does Kristen's mask change her body type, her height, her voice and her vagina? And I just got such a laugh mm -hmm. out of that tweet because it's like, oh wow, yeah. Like when Brady was with Nicole, but I will say I do appreciate Ron. I remember when Brady slept with Nicole when she was, when Kristen was pretending to be Nicole and he was just like, Something about your body felt familiar, but not familiar as in Nicole familiar. So he did acknowledge that oh, yeah. something was different. But listen, we're talking about men here who got women in the bed. Yeah. Um, I was very nervous about Kristen raping or taking advantage of somebody. I, I was very nervous. But shout out to all the women actresses on the show who who look at Stacy and mimic her mannerisms. Because I thought Lindsay did that well. I thought so Ariane did. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing that Nadia is also going to be Kristen. I think it came out of Soap Digest. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm excited at all these people kind of get to take a shot at playing Kristen. And it's, it, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, again, uh, fans. Why are you watching these shows, Days, GH, any soap in general, if this is a stretch too far for you? Really? <sighs> Really? Um, that's the genre. This is this is an odd thing. But you know what? Kudos to Ron for trying something and, you know, trying it again on days. It's and it's funny. And it get like you say, it gives the actresses some fun to play with. And I get that that I've even been told this. Well, I'm glad you think they're having a good time, but they're supposed to be acting for us. It's like, yeah, um, no. let me just say to some of you guys. I am keeping those receipts because when you're bitching about your job and, oh, they should be making me happy. I'm like, oh, well, you didn't say that about Maurice Bernard. You didn't say that about Lindsay Godfrey. You didn't say that. Um, yeah, again, yeah. receipts. I and like also, to see them having fun. <clears throat> me too. And did y'all not see our opening credits with Days of Our Lives of this show? Marlena's possessed by the devil. Literally, it oh, opens yeah. with her and and not just that. And but serum, no one's ever dead, dudes. Like, like, no come on. This is all absurd all, shit. Like, this is a bridge no. too far. <laughs> and and this is, you know, Hope was completely blown up back in the 80s, had nothing to do with Ron. <laughs> and she literally lived. And they created a whole storyline with Princess Sheena. And on Young and the Restless, as well as Bold and the Beautiful, they've actually had similar stories, except for it's not a mask. They actually have someone get their entire face redone. And it's like, just cause you got your face redone, that shouldn't change your voice and that shouldn't change your body parts, but apparently it does. So if you're gonna suspend belief for those shows with a man having his face to look just like Jack Abbott, yeah. you need to also suspend the same belief so, on another show. 
Marco yeah, was crazy. Jack, like, and that was the thing is Marco had the same face and body as Jack. And like you said, he raped Phyllis. And that was when Gina Togioni was in the role. That was really, I thought it was a good storyline, despite being dark and awful, of course, in that sense. But it's like the way that they played it was really good. She won I, an Emmy for that. Yeah, and it was it was a great storyline. And yeah. then you had the fact that both Phyllis's face and Lauren's face were on Sheila. <laughs> oh my god! And they didn't even explain how Phyllis got how how Lauren no wait how Sheila got her face back from Phyllis. I forgot yeah. whose face was <laughs> who first. But they changed faces so many times, and it's like Sheila showed up in Bold and the Beautiful, and her face was back. Last time I saw her, she had she was Michelle, Michelle Stafford. Stafford. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, guys, we can't, we, I, listen, I would rather you guys do this. Say you don't like Ron and let's just move on. Just don't try to say like, and, but also don't take advantage of the fact that Ron has came in and saved, he, Ron came oh, in yeah. and saved one life. Ron came in and saved GH. Ron came in and saved Days. I guarantee you if Ron did not come in to write Days, Days would have be, Days would be off oh, the yeah. air. So I mean, it's always on the chopping block. Like, and, and I, he made me a fan, guys. I was a fan of his work on One Life. I was a fan of his work on GH, yeah. and that's why this man just won a WGA award with his team. He knows what he's doing. You may not like it, but guess what? We don't all like everything, and it's okay. And 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 I I know, like I'll get into it later. Uh, but yeah, like there's just certain you things where it. it's like, click, you know. You have the control. And save your tweets, people. Because Lucretia and I said what we said. Save your tweets. We don't need it. Like, and and neither does Ron. Because we'll come at you harder than Ron. Don't do that. Because, like, the thing about it is, is, like, we should be able to peacefully disagree about things. And, you know, I spoke about this on last week's show. And just to bring it up again, there is disagreeing about a storyline. And then there's being ignorant and mean. The yeah. things that you fans said about Jack A. Harry and the role of Paulina, you should be ashamed of yourself. And you fans know which fans I'm talking about, the ones who made it about race and who made it about they didn't want to see basically a black woman on television. They didn't want to hear her address the fact that Salem is white. I'm sorry, besides it Ace Harbor, <laughs> daughter, Salem is white. I mean, they couldn't even let Eli be fully black because he's half white. So I don't want to hear people saying that, oh, well, we don't have, we have to talk about race. Why does that have to be a thing? Because in the real world, if you're in a town, if I'm in a town and I'm surrounded by all white people, it is going to be noticeable to me and them yeah. that, hey, you're the only black person here. Do y'all know how many times I've walked into a party? And literally in college have been one of three black people there. And they've literally, you, you meet eyes with them and you're like, hey, what's up? Oh, we're here together. Cool. I mean, that's literally how that go. And I, I suspect that's the same way if a white person walks into a room and it's a lot of black people or Hispanic people. Like the way the world is supposed to work is we're all supposed to be in a melting pot. That's how it's supposed to work. So when you say that Paulina shouldn't call out something that has literally been a problem of days of our lives for years, like you realize that they have their first African-American on-screen wedding with Lonnie and Eli. And people came back and said, wait, wasn't Abe and Lexi married? That's not what we said. Abe and yeah. Lexi were married, but they were not the first on-screen wedding. So I, I, I take some fans at face value, and it's the fans who don't even put their real profile picture uh -huh. up, either got, their, either got their face too close to the camera, taking a uh -huh. wrong photo, 
or got their name as a character from the show and continuously DMs and messages that actor thinking that they're going to write them back. You're all crazy. Stop doing that. <laughs> and, like, and that's my soapbox for the day. I know. I love it. And, and I'm with you. It's like people, some sometimes fans, I don't know if it's a cognitive dissonance thing, like, like with the whole Lulu thing. That was just a recent thing that I noticed and brought up because it's like, Really, I could, if I had all the time in the world, which I don't, I could have given y'all a bunch of receipts of what you said in the past, but okay, um, I'll let you have that one. But with this, it's just like, does some of y'all not live life? Do you not get, I mean, I have had friends where they, they call it out or even like, let's just even use media in not another teen movie. Do they not make fun of the fact that, that in those nineties teen movies, there was just a token black guy, like, and they call right. it out because that's, and that's what soaps do. And that's what, that movie, yeah. And it's funny. It's like, yep, that's pretty obvious. And, and that's a joke. Like, and Ron is really good about being a little bit more real and a little bit more live life. It's like, You've never thought about that? Because let me just face it. When Genoa City, Wisconsin, who I have friends in Wisconsin, they're like, yeah, we were the only black family in our town. When Genoa City, Wisconsin has more black people than Salem, Illinois. Oh, yeah. That needs to be called out. That, that is weird. Out. Yeah. It's weird. And also, one thing I also love about Ron is he hits <laughs> He hits it on the head. I remember he. there was a scene uh, not too long ago and it was Marcy Miller's Abigail and she <laughs> looked at a picture of her and Chad and it was not her in the hey, picture. Mansi, it was yeah. And it was so well done. And Ron is really good about hitting things. And 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 when he did the whole scene between Jack A um, and Susan Seaforth, who plays Julie last week about don't touch a black person's hair. Well, that yeah. actually came from the Twitter fight that he got into because he made a comment to Sal Stowers, who plays Lonnie, and he asked, can I play in your hair? And everyone attacked him on Twitter. And they said, Ron, no, you can't do it. No. And he got an educational teaching from it. People literally messaged him and said, hey, this is why you can't say that. This is why that's not cool. This is why that's not good. He took that and put it in his writing yeah. and said- It was talking about it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, listen, I need to, I needed to be educated. I was. So now I'm going to take this and put it in the writing because most writers do write from things either that they or someone close to them experience. So again, mm -hmm. I mean, people may not like Ron, but congratulations to Ron for winning. And I think that that just guaranteed days of our lives at least another year to two on the air. So I'm excited to see what he continues to bring to the town of Salem. Yeah, exactly. Because we certainly enjoy the fact that he brings diversity. <laughs> and I don't care what you, some of you think about that, even though I'm a new fan, but you know, I'm a fan of the genre, not a you fan are. of a character or a fan of a couple. Like, <laughs> well, I love that you, I saw that you messaged out yeah. to Ron and you're just like, you've made me a fan. And I thought that was so beautiful that like, you're so genuine. Like you, you want to learn about days of our lives and I can see your interaction with people like, Hey, I wasn't watching then, what's going on? And yeah. like you, you, you're getting caught up. And I think that, listen, we should be supporting all four of the soaps. Um, I really miss the synergy that CBS had um, under the direction of Angelica yeah. McDaniel, because I feel like she was always like having someone tweet out support for the other shows. It's like, congrats to this, congrats to that. And I know her um, husband pretty well. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> I really want people to kind of to, to, to have that again. Um, you know, the retro TV is going to be airing the first episode of The Doctors. Uh, so that came out. I wish retro would actually air like Passions and Sunset Beach and Another World. Do you think they'll ever air other shows too? 
Well, yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week is like it's just really about who owns the rights and getting the rights to those like Retro TV got the exclusive rights to the doctors and they'll be airing that first episode uh, April 1st this year, which is pretty cool. And it, they're only on Roku. But yeah, if you have yeah. a Roku device or Roku TV, you can download um, the doctors even have their own specific app um, and then as well as the Retro TV app, which is cool. But like anything, if people will sell the rights and they can buy them, I do feel like you know retro TV or Pluto TV, the, the sky's the limit. And now that we're starting to see, like when you look at stuff like the locker room, what Alan's doing over there, people want this. And uh, trust me, guys, we are doing everything we can to give you more content is all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I will say Jeff Quanzit uh, from... Um, who brought who bought one life to live and all my children mm -hmm. uh, when they first went off the air and uh, they went on to I forgot the name of the uh, park park something prospect park yeah yeah so when they went on to there you know while that may not have been a good venture and that did not turn out right some people did not get paid from my understanding um, Roger did an interview that's what Roger he, said yeah I don't think some people got paid I didn't want to do it but I kind of had to. Um, I, I, here's what I'll say. While it was crazy, I will still say that Jeff was a soap fan and he he saw an idea to bring the soap, soaps back. So I'll always treasure, number one, getting to work on the show. Yeah. And I will also treasure the fact that, you know, we got a little bit longer time in Landview and Pine Valley. And yeah. now we're gonna get another chance possibly to be in Pine Valley, you know, and I, I'm excited. I think that ABC is gonna pick it up. Um, I think it's gonna be great. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what's what's going on. And, you know, maybe there'll be recasts, maybe there won't. And speaking of recasts, we have some Shade Room news we should talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta play the song. Let's do it. So shady. It's my favorite. Yeah. All right, Lucretia, I'm going to let you take this because when you texted me this news, I almost fell out of my chair and then I had to get online and start looking. Tell everyone what you texted me this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, I, I love uh, being a voyeur on Twitter and sometimes I see things and I know me and Darrell have a inside line and I saw that that there was a rumor that Farrah Fath, AKA Gigi on One Life to Live, and she was Mimi on Days of Our Lives, might be joining GH. And it broke my heart a little bit. I was like, please, Darrell, tell me this isn't true. And this is where I'm getting shady. Sorry, guys, like, I ain't a fan. And that, that that's that's just the nicest way I'll put it, is like, I'm just not a fan. And when GH has plenty of people to choose from that they could be giving more storyline to, look at that sip. I was like, ooh, you're gearing up. The, or like they got plenty of people that they could pull in because I'm like, oh, who's she playing? Somebody that somebody else should be playing. <laughs> and then thankfully, I can't find any truth to the rumor. How about you? Um, I can't find any truth to the rumor. A part of my heart broke because I definitely mm -hmm. wanted her to go back and play Mimi on Days of Our Lives. Here's the thing. I grew up with Farrah playing Mimi on Days of Our Lives, um, where she was absolutely amazing in that role. I think that her character is needed. Like, she's the queen. Her mama's there. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she killed that <laughs> role. Um, One Life to Live, 
I didn't mind until it became personal because of her relationship with John Paul Lavoisier. And then that started like a lot of drama. Yeah. And then they did like soap dish, uh, not soap dish, they did like a, a show where- Dirty soap, yeah. Because yeah, it was Kirsten Storms, Farrah Fath, John Paul Lavoisier, Brandon Beamer, Kelly Monaco, Galen Gehring and Nadia, who was Chloe, who was Chloe on days. She was Nadia Bajorlin was on there too. We actually yeah. talked about that, I think, in one of the early episodes that show. Yeah. It, yeah. I watched uh, it. <laughs> I did too. I, I didn't miss an episode. Are you kidding me? Um, I thought it was an interesting cast. I thought yeah. it was basically a Days of Our Lives cast, minus yeah. like Kelly Monaco. And um, yeah, because she was on GH at the time, but. <laughs> but you know they, they were really focusing on Kirsten's relationship with Nadia and Farah. Um, and then she got sick around that time. Here's the thing, I don't know how Farah is going to here's what a lot of people said. <laughs> people said that Hayden, Rebecca Buddick should have been Sarah from the get-go if they were going to have Elizabeth have a sister. Cool. She wasn't. Mm. People got along and people started to love Hayden. That's yeah. fine. All right, so then if you're going to bring her in, so you want to bring in Farah, who technically doesn't really, from the last time I checked, unless something has changed, she doesn't really want to act. That's not really something she's interested in doing because if that was the case, she would go work at Days of Our Lives because she loves Ron and she loves um, Judy Evans, which oh, is why yeah. she went back the first time. So I don't necessarily know how true the rumor is, but I do know she has a great respect for Frank. And as someone who knows Frank personally, He's really good at like getting, you know, people to work and, and bringing people back. Amanda Seddon is a perfect example. Yeah, she just gave him he will. He he was of like getting her on the show. Like, you know, he was like, Amanda, let me call you in. You know, he could have called a bunch of other women in for Brooklyn, including the people who played her in the past. Um, so for me, I don't mind it as much, but I just know that I'm like, there's plenty of other people, and I'm like, what was wrong with the other Sarah? Like, is the other women who played Sarah in the past, were they not acting anymore? Um, did we just want to get somebody that used to be on One Life again? Because honestly, I think this is going to put Sarah and um, uh, it'll probably put Sarah against Brooklyn at some point because Brooklyn and on um, yeah if this were to happen yeah like yeah if this were to happen so we'll see we'll see yeah i don't know well and again people forget sarah's the older sister and i get becky is preserved in ice i mean she's just beautiful and has not aged a day but farrah fath if she was going up against brooklyn meanwhile that's more of lulu's rival like the the story wouldn't necessarily make sense um and two, for all the crap you guys, again, give mm -hmm. Wes and Laura and how their relationship in your mind runs the show to a degree, um, these, they, at least they were not together in dictating storylines. And like with Gigi and Rex, uh, when their relationship was, and honestly, I could name 10 other people that, that they're needing to be together <coughs> uh, might be a problem in the storyline wise like at least we're not getting that with carly and peter although maybe some of you wish carly and peter or vice versa <laughs> but but uh, i was just looking that up actually that's funny yeah. see lucretia on the same wavelength i was just yeah. looking up like about people who have been together in real life and then mm -hmm. on the show 
Um, because they did that with Star and yeah, when uh, Kristen and and uh, Chad were together, it's like they literally rewrote her parentage, and this is why I'm like, guys, you have long memories for some things, but short memories for others. I'm just sorry, gotta call you out. And again, I love me some Adriana Kramer, especially at that time with the bitchy bangs. So that is why, mm, no, I ain't into Gigi. And it's cute that some of y'all, despite saying they'll never cast Liz's family, are still trying to cast Liz's family. <laughs> it's like cognitive dissonance again, guys. It's like, why was it Kim Delaney Liz's mom? And now you're trying to put Farrah Fath on GH and make her Sarah? Yeah, no. I, I mean, here's the thing is, this is maybe the one time I'm glad that they hate Liz's family. <laughs> but I... Yeah, I'm just saying, because it's like, mm, Farrah is Sarah, no thank you. Well, look, I totally get that, and I totally actually agree with you in the terms of that. I don't think that that's needed right now, but I do yeah, bring think- Bring back Stephen Lars. I, yeah. <laughs> bring back Stephen, bring back Hayden. Yeah, um, for I sure. Think does, I think Liz does need her family in that regard. I think having Hayden back, because I don't also <laughs> understand, maybe I missed a beat, but I don't understand the Liz kind of being like, hey, Nicholas, hey, Ava, and Nicholas got rid of her sister. So I'm a little concerned about that, but I definitely, listen, you are you are psychic because <laughs> you said that you saw something happening with Finn and Elizabeth, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I see it now. And there's and even actually, spoilers, like, like coming up. It. Yeah. I don't well, mind it. Oh, I know. I don't mind well, it. And this is me. How good would it be to have, because this is what Rebecca Budding does best, come back with a bang. And I'm willing to forgive you for keeping her away from us for so long, because I love her. That it's like, ooh, if it's set up to get them to be rivals again, where it's like, oh no, Liz not only is being mama to her daughter, she's got her man in Dr. Hamilton Finn, and she's made nice with Nicholas and Ava. Oh, that's when Hayden should come back. And this is what they're setting up. Yeah, exactly. It's literally going to be the story. And if it's not the story, I'm going to make a phone call directly and be like, y'all, y'all missed a great this opportunity. Is <laughs> this is it. Liz is going to find comfort with Finn. And, you know, Anna is going to find comfort with Valentine. Thank and, God. And Keep them away from that blonde crazy. And that was what I think I forgot to mention earlier, guys. Y'all really didn't think Nell was Nina's daughter? That crazy-ass apple don't far from, fall far from the crazy-ass tree. <laughs> like, they are cut from the same cloth. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's same crazy eyes. <laughs> Like though, you know, I think that's why Lucretia they did the breakup scene between Anna and Finn and mm -hmm. made them part on such good terms. So there would be no animosity between Anna and Liz. Yeah. It would be more animosity between Liz and Hayden. It takes mm -hmm. Anna out of the equation. And now Anna can just be Finn's friend and, and they can start there. But did you see the biggest shocking story? Cyrus switched to test results. Oh so yeah, actually, I knew that. Yeah, like I was like, this is what's gonna happen, yeah. But what a great way to trick the audience who the mm -hmm. whole time are like, ha ha, Finn is the father of Chase. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, everything was right from the beginning. Finn is not the father, it's his brother. And he's just fucking and, with him. He's just fucking with them. And I'm like, what a great story to do because it turns it on its head and make you think that something that everyone was prepared to come out, it's like, oh, that's not even it. You're putting these people through all this turmoil for no reason. <laughs> well, and this is where I'm like, fans, just pay attention. 
they had that that confrontation with um i almost just called her kim delaney that's her actress name but jackie when jackie and finn are having that confrontation you didn't see cyrus listening and then turn and go to the lab like like they made it very obvious, but sometimes y'all are just too busy bitching about Peter and where's Liz's family to not notice these little things that they give you. And that's, that's why sometimes um, you gotta step out of it so you can enjoy the little moments like this that they set up nicely. And I went back and looked and I was just like, oh shit, Cyrus heard, that's so crazy. I mean, I love that and I, I really do, I'm excited about the direction that you know gh is going today i saw someone posted online that um it was julie marie berman's last air date as lulu all these years oh, ago yeah. um, and i'm just like guys and you know the comments were awful tagging emmy saying how awful she was and they wish oh, Aunt julie would come back bitch. and i'm like guys stop yeah, doing that cool. First of all, if julie was going to come back she'd come back and she might i don't know but as of right now I don't really think the show has any plans for the Lulu character because they're starting to invest in Sante. And I love that. <laughs> I'm kind of, because listen, you can tell when Kelly Monaco's awake and baby, uh -huh. when she gets a new male scene partner, she's like, let me give you all I got. And right now her and Dante and her saving him is great. Now, granted, I understand that people want them to be just friends. I totally get that right now for me. I'm liking the direction they're going and we'll see and we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited yeah. about that. Um, mm, well, we're in the shade room, but still, I'm just going to say this, that it's like, I do appreciate the fact that it appears that they're enjoying these scenes together and um, it's nice to see. And, and that's all I'll leave it at and just take a sip here. Oh my God, I'm out. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, he released a statement since we're still in the shade room that mm -hmm. him and Kelly are enjoying working together and it's so new for them and it's so great for them. And, you know, he, he gave some great statements, so. Statements, uh-huh. Statements. <laughs> statements. So yeah, let's move on to soap psychology and get out of the shade yep. room. <laughs> So You're insane. Okay, Ferncliff. Tori, I can handle this. Now let me out. It's Jean. I can fix this mess that you're making. I know. I love <laughs> me some Vicky, Nikki, uh, Jean, Victor. I mean, all of her all alters. Oh, my I mean, God. Erica Slazak is the queen. She is the queen. And she just recently celebrated um, an anniversary, you know. Um, yes. So really congratulations to her. We miss her on the screens. I really wish that she could come back. I know a lot of fans wished for her to be Florence on General Hospital. Oh yeah. And take back. Um, however, the lady who's playing her is doing a great job. Um, but I really, you know, I would love to see Erica back in some kind of capacity. And you know, maybe if Roger comes back as Todd, he needs Vicky a sister. Can, <laughs> he needs a sister who can come in and visit. And honestly, I don't need Vicky permanently. I would just like her to pop in. I think that's fair. Yeah, and that's me. And, and this is why sometimes I know you guys wish you could see your favorites from whenever all the time. But sometimes, guess what? Like, I mean, most people retire. They quit working after a certain point. And that's, again, where you guys have to have a little bit more empathy. I know that this seems like a fun job, and it really is in a lot of ways. But guess what? It's still a job, and people still want to live their lives outside of it. 
And if Erica Slezak would be willing to pop in, I am all for it. But I get she doesn't want to be uh, like a five-day-a-week soaper anymore. Honestly, most people don't. They got they got their side hustles. They got this other yeah. thing. So yeah. as much as we would love to see it, I, I care about what Erica thinks for her life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Hillary B. Smith is one of them. Um, yeah, she's yeah. actually retired. And she came back to play Nora just, you know, as a favorite to Frank and to the fans. Like, she didn't need to do that. She's retired in Florida, living her best life. So, you know, she kind of went out of her way to bring Nora back. And by doing so, she brought in some fun Landview facts. She was like, Destiny and Matthew are engaged. Yeah. Um, then she, she let us know Danny's working for me as a paralegal. Bo and I are still going to Rody's to get our favorite burger. So she was able to bring in those facts that made everyone happy. Um, and, and remember Landview. So, you know, when whenever people come back like that, who, you know, are honestly retired, we should give them that respect. They've given us our flowers. And those videos are always available on YouTube to go back and watch your favorite scenes. I've been seeing recently, people have been reposting Nora getting slapped by Felicia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, th those scenes are out there. But uh, in soap psychology, Lucretia, I know you were talking earlier about uh, liking a show for a character or a couple and nothing else. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What do you feel like? Why yeah. do people do that? What's wrong? And again, not to go full West, but oh, now I remember what I was going to say, like before I get into that, um, is that uh, we're celebrating another anniversary that I forgot to mention last week. Michael Easton has been in daytime 30 years. So almost yeah. as long as we've been alive, he's been in daytime. And, I, and to me, as someone who always like he was John McBain and Caleb Morley, like I was like, he's really been in there that long. But it's like, oh, no, he started on days. And like you said, he was kind of a curmudgeon character, which is funny because uh, before One Life and before Port Charles, he was on Ally McBeal to me playing a nude model. But on days, he was a curmudgeon like McBain, too. Yeah. So he was Tanner Schofield. He was, yeah. he was also, he was like the anti-romantic hero in a way. Mm -hmm. um, he oh, I was like still that. In black. He was still in all black, of course. Um, he was still <laughs> yeah. brooding, of course. Um, but I forgot how he left town. I was asking my grandma and them about that because they used to watch him on there. And I think they say he just left town with a character. Maybe some of our fans, if you're watching tonight's episode, definitely tweet at us, let us know if you remember how Tanner Schofield left the show. Um, I believe he was with a character named Molly, but yeah, he he's he was he's been doing those kind of roles, and I think he's so great at it, you know. And he's always, you know, when he went on to General Hospital the first time, he was playing John McBain, obviously, and then he became Silas Clay, who was a doctor, who's the <laughs> brother of the vampire yeah. uh, Caleb, and then Stephen turned into uh, who else is the oh? Then it turned into mm. Hamilton, Penn, who's also a doctor, yeah. But, but kind of and got a drug addiction. So uh, I love, I yeah, love, I love him. him. Yeah. He's one of the nicest men. I sat next to oh, him yeah. at a benefit they had here in New York and he was so kind. He took the time to reach out. We said, Hey, I'm Michael. What's your name? And me, not one of the fangirl was like, Oh, I'm Darrell. I had to pretend like, <laughs> oh, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, fuck, this is Michael Easton. And he's like, so nice. So yeah, I'm so yeah, happy he to be if you guys haven't been to his website, go to his website and buy his comic books. Like that's how I've met Michael is I've talked to him at Comic Con at San Diego Comic Con. He always goes to promote his books. Like Credence is the first one, which you guys yeah. should definitely get. And he gave it to me. So that's always been a special, 
a special thing of I mine because he's just so cool. Like, and to me, he's so like nice. he's not just John McVeigh, guys. He's just he's a cool guy who writes comic books. What's not to love? And he makes his own movies with his friends like Trevor St. John and Dan Gautier and Rebecca Budding and Renee Goldsberry. Like, guys, just just go to michaelisson.com and see. Like, he he's just he's much more than a soap star, but it's nice to see that he's celebrating 30 years. And but I also appreciate that he's like him and Roger, I appreciate their yeah. um their them saying like, hey, I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna do my work, but I'm not going to give too much of my life to people. You know, there are a lot of soap stars out there yeah. who, you know, you pretty much know their entire life. Um, and those men you don't. And I actually appreciate that more because it gives me a chance to enjoy their performance without thinking, who do they vote for? Who yeah. what did they not like, you know? And but I also appreciate the soap actors who tell you like upfront who they are, so you can make your decisions um, how you want to deal with them moving forward. Well, and that sort of and that can kind of go back into the subject uh, since I veered on the Michael Easton tangent there. But it was all nice things because I mean, can you have a not nice things to say about Michael Easton? No, um, sorry, he's wonderful. But that's one he's compliment wonderful. I really want to give Becky Hurst and why I think she she works well with both of them is that she's a bit of a mystery, and that's what intrigues me about her. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. She's not really on social media. And because she's like, I'm an actor, this is my job and I'm going to do 110% and I'm going to be the best I can be there, but I got a life outside of this and like, you don't need to know what I'm doing and that's, that's okay. But just like you, we need people who, you know, tell us who they are and we need people who are a little bit more mysterious. It's way more interesting because I love having people that, that show me who they are and I like them more. And that's sort of what keeps them on the show, what keeps their characters. And as we know, there's a few people that, that you may like less with their online personas, but but it's still, it I'll is what it you. is and it takes all kinds. Yeah. And I'll tell you those people that we just mentioned, because I've been to the General Hospital holiday party, I've been to the General Hospital Emmy party, those people don't even come to the party. Like Rebecca- Yeah, they really uh, are private. Like, yeah, they really are private. Michael Easton, but those people don't show up. They don't come out, and it's not because they don't love the genre or the show. They don't come out because they don't need people who show up to the parties. Even people like myself, who you know, I have my relationship with General Hospital, but mm -hmm. I'm not a main contract cast member. You know, I haven't done the show for about two years now, fucking COVID. But mm -hmm. I, I like they they don't need people seeing them that. I say, say for instance, Michael Easton wants to ram some fucking shots down his throat at the bar, mm -hmm. and I take a picture, and the next thing you know, it's online yeah. that he's alcoholic. They don't need that kind of drama. They're older adults. They're like, uh, that's not really for me. Um, you know, and Laura Wright, she goes, she's a great person. She dances, but even when she's there, she talks and hangs out with people she knows. So I, I think that people have to understand that a lot of actors are very guarded because sometimes they don't know what other people's intentions toward them are. Um, and I totally understand and I get that. Um, well, you know, there's been situations where I've been in where I'm like, what's your intention? What you trying to do? <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, just just being a, a younger woman, like the, like all those things factor in. So that's where you get a little bit more empathy of like, what are people's intentions? Like what's going on here? You have to be on guard all the time. And that's it's so funny, funny because I, I was reminded of something Edward Norton said because he recently just started doing more interviews because he was never really an interview person. But I heard him on Dax Shepard's podcast like two years ago. Wow, it's been a while. But yeah, like... Yeah. 
he always said he didn't like doing those things because he goes, I'm, it's my job to be this character in this thing. And I only want people to see me that, and that will change from each thing. So I feel, I've always felt like Michael and Roger were those types of actors too. And that's why it never bothered me. I'm like, that that's their choice. I get it. Like in some people like, uh, like James Patrick Stewart, he's a little bit more out there on social media, a little bit more, but, um, yeah. And, and he's adorable just like they're adorable too, but they don't necessarily have to show that to everybody. But if you do want to see more about Roger, those cameos, oh my God, I'm enjoying every minute of it. So thank you guys for posting that. That's one of the things I like to see on Twitter. <laughs> That's really fun. Um, that is really fun. I mean, we just hit you guys with another soap psychology, not necessarily the one we were going to hit on, but you know, if you are watching for one character or a couple, like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and you really base that off of that. Maybe you aren't really, to myself and Lucretia, maybe you aren't a fan of the show. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people say, well, we missed the 80s or we missed the 90s. And it's like, it's okay to miss and love those. It really is. Mm -hmm. But to be completely honest, well, shit, it ain't the 80s and 90s anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, things do have to change and things do have to progress. And listen, to be honest with you guys, there were some real problematic storylines in the good 80s time. and 90s. While they might have been good, there were some real problematic storylines. So while the storylines of today might not be as riveting to some people, um, and also, another thing, some of the people I see of you out there tweeting that you love the 80s, and I had to put my hand on my hip because I'm mad. Some of y'all out here talking about y'all love the 80s and 90s, but you wouldn't even born then oh or i know you were, you were like one or two i, I don't know what to yeah, say about because that. you're also and, and again this is where the selective memory of fans like we love you guys but sometimes it's like and, and again i don't want to go all uh west on this but i do have a master's degree in psychology i did earn that and 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 just like you know earn i know and this is where some of y'all, that's a millennial thing to be bothered by earn. Oh, earn. Well, I'm special. Well, I hate to break it to Guess you what? guys. Like, I am. I, yeah, I mean, well, we are, but. <laughs> I mean, we, we are special. Yeah. I mean, people, what happened to people being able to be proud of their achievement or their accomplishment without someone tearing it down and saying, oh, you think you're better than everybody? No, I'm Not I guess everyone, it's like, but a significant amount of people, yes. No. <laughs> you think you're better than me? I fucking went to school yeah. and got my bachelor's degree in acting and performance and production. You better believe that I'm gonna have you know a more. very strong opinion on acting because that's my thing. So, but I would never have a strong opinion on singing because that's not my thing. It's like people have to have an opinion on what they went to school. And it's like, if you went to school in accounting and I'm going back and forth with you about my banking details, if you tell me something, I'm nine out of 10 times gonna listen to you because you are an accountant and I don't know what I'm doing. So it, it's all about knowing your worth and your craft and what you can do and what you can talk about. And I think really people have to get on the right foot about it and stop being crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that's just really what it is. Cause as Adam Carolla would say, and, and again, guys, this is my expertise. I was into sports psychology and serial killers. So all roads lead mm -hmm. to narcissism. I do know more than you, unless you've got a PhD in narcissism or unless you're Dr. Drew and you literally wrote the book on it. I don't want to hear about it because it's like, guys, and this is where this all leads. Like you say, you acting like you know more about acting than I, again, 
whether you like him or not, a Juilliard trained actor. I mean, sometimes it's like, I get like, it's subjective, but this is where, again, even if people agree with you, you sound crazy. And then like he was saying, the thing I wrote on here was just like, you say you're a fan of the show and you say you're a fan of the genre, but if all you give a shit about is Liz or Frizz or, I mean, and I hate to say it because y'all my people, I love those care. I love the characters. I love Roger. I love Becky, but they're not the only reason I'm watching the show because I've been watching the show my whole life. And that was long before they were even on the show, but yeah. I understand the difference. And yes, I like some people more than others. And I wish I could see more characters, but I understand it's called an ensemble for a reason. And yeah, and what's even harder for you? Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. I know y'all think it's the Sunny Carly Jason show, but those other characters—if that was it—they wouldn't exist. <laughs> like, like it's really not. Like, and it, it's even harder for Lucretia and I guys because both Lucretia and I have friends that are actors on the show. And listen, I love Kirsten Storms is my baby. That's my girl. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of Maxi hate online. And do you know how easy it would be for me to get into a fight with a bunch of you fans mm -hmm. and say, don't you dare talk about my friend. But like Kirsten's also a most, she's one of the most intelligent women I've ever met. She knows, she's aware. She's not over here thinking my storyline is perfect. Right? She's aware. So like all the hate going toward her, I know she made a cameo, not a cameo, an Instagram post this weekend, mm -hmm. supporting Wes Ramsey and giving him a gold star and uh, you know, in the recent storyline and congratulating him and people are like, Frank made her do it, this and that. Well, no, here's the thing about Kirsten. Kirsten is all about kindness. Yeah. Kirsten exhibits kindness. She knows what it feels like to have people just be hateful towards you. Remember when Nathan, first of all, remember when uh, Nathan first started um, mm -hmm. on the show, Ryan Pavey, and people were like, oh, he's cute, but he cannot act to save his life. And then people started falling in love with him because of his abs. And then working mm -hmm. with Michelle Stafford and working with Kirsten, his acting got a lot better. And people are giving Wes such a hard time. And it's like, listen, with trauma, I think that Maxie, got with him because it was his brother. And I think yeah. the characters are- And they're playing that out. Like they're playing those beats. They're like, hey, did you really want him? And she's like, well, actually, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. And you know, I think there's some like baby stuff gonna come up hopefully soon uh, that, that takes the story in a different direction. We've already seen in the promo uh, this upcoming week that something may be afoot. Um, with yeah. Valentine. So something we'll we've all predicted is. too, like that may happen. Yeah, and I think we, you know, we might be excited about it. But listen, enough of us trying to coach you fans and tell you how not to be mean. We are not your parents. We want to talk about something positive. Some of you are old enough about. to be our parents, by the way. And that's the stuff that I'm just like, guys, grow the fuck up. Like, at this point, Girl. if you're old enough to be my mama, you should know uh how to conduct yourself online professionally and, and that's just not professional and at least luckily these actors like they they get it they have enough thick skin they're not going to go home and cry about it because i at least like like ryan pavia for talking about it. i remember him telling me he goes they were calling me like robocop and acting like that's an insult and i was like yeah robocop's one of the greatest movies of all time he's like thank you like oh yeah that's a real insult like so at least some people have a good head about it, but even if they do clap back at you, 
you have to accept that that's your consequence. And lucky for you, some of you don't use your real names and don't have your jobs up there. But some of y'all coming for people, you got to expect that they might come back at you because they are human beings and you need to have a little bit more empathy. And like I say, Absolutely. it's okay not to watch and it's okay not to tweet. And this is where that narcissism comes in, guys. Like, it's not your job to do that. It is my job to talk about the soaps. Uh, thank God. Like, I, I uh, thank God that's my job. But that's why I have to think about it. Like, in I'm here for the soaps. I'm here for them. And I love you guys. And this is for you, too. But just like them, we got to think of, that is our job. And it's yeah. not yours. It's your I. It's great if you have opinions. And sometimes we don't have to like everything. And you're welcome to say that. But when you just get mean and nasty and all you talk about is negativity because your faves aren't on or your fave is gone or your fave doesn't get enough, then maybe you don't really like the show. Maybe you just like that person. And maybe it's time to quit acting like you do. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I totally, totally agree. Um, but I want to get onto some positive mm -hmm. performer of the week. It is time for us to talk about our performer of the week. And honestly, I don't think it should go to anyone but one person. I know. Uh, Miss Lindsay Goffrey. Because the way that she transitioned with that Kristen in the Sarah mask was just so good and so smooth. And to me, I've always enjoyed her performance as Sarah. And I, I'm a big Zara fan. And I loved all these beats. But yeah, in that Sarah mask, you're like, man, this girl is good. She's good. And and I, I think she really killed it. She showed dimensions. She showed levels to her. And, you know, Lindsay, I'm going to miss you on the screen, baby. I'm going to miss you. And this is an official invite. Lucretia and I would love to have you come over here on Believe in Soaps, talk about your experience on days and, you know, in daytime in general. And, you know, talk to the fans, you know, if you're comfortable about your mental health, you spoke about it online. And I think that you, you and what you and Maurice Bernard both have done yeah. or anyone like speaking out is so powerful and it changes so many lives and we wish you the best. We love you. We can't wait to see what you do next. You superstar because you're only going to go over to bigger and better things. Yeah. And like I say, I mean, I couldn't set her, say it better myself. She just really knocked it out of the park and really outstood this week. Honorable mention, just because I have to say his name again, it's not like I haven't hit it enough times. Um, James Patrick Stewart for like that simple seeing Brooklyn pregnant was like that little laugh was just adorable. But um, I, I just great. forgot about that. I, so I was like, I have to mention it. He's. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get you a JPS cameo for Christmas <laughs> or something. Wow. I'm just telling you he loves you. Or, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to get a cameo. The next time I go to something, I'm going to be like, can you get on camera? I did that with Billy Miller years ago yeah. with my friend Janelle. She was obsessed with him. And I said, can you tell Janelle you love her? And he did. And she, she literally to this day keeps that video and reposts it once a year to be like, thank you, Darrell. Yeah. I will never forget this gift. It's, it's, it's great. I did uh, I ask it. LL Cool J on the red carpet one time to send like a message to my mom. So like, like, cause my mom loves NCIS Los Angeles and loves LL Cool J. So I was like, will you say hi to my mom? <laughs> so yeah, those are always nice. Like, but yeah, like Lindsay, yeah, you do you girl. Like it, it works and I can't wait to see you back on screen somewhere. Even if it's not days, like, me too. I'm right here with it. Lucretia, Mondays is always a treat with you. I know we're running out of time, mm -hmm. 
everyone, thank you so much for coming in, talking with us. Please tweet at us, let us know. As again, you can reach me at Darrell Anthony on Twitter. Um, my Instagram, I always fucking blank when I say this. Mm. My Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony. <laughs> and then my Facebook, Darrell Anthony. Um, you know, please tweet at us. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please, let's have conversation, healthy conversation, because you know you don't want to smoke. <laughs> healthy. Well, not that kind of smoke. <laughs> I know, not, not that kind of smoke. And Lucretia, where can they find you, my dear? Hey, guys, since I'm Lucretia Lyon, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We will be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook and YouTube, so join in on the fun there. And don't forget to catch up on Forever and a Day, the first soap opera to go back to the roots of audio during the pandemic. Seasons 1 and the first part of Season 2, now available on all the podcast platforms you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.